0: This time, on Vet Story. Sextortion?
1: Yeah.
0: What is it?
1: So, um, if you're not following the NCIS Twitter account, which I was not until I found this out, you definitely should. You know, engage in some romantic relationships. 400 service members were swindled out of almost half a million dollars.
2: Crazy stuff, right? Just like my grandpa trying to run a website, right? Trying to imagine that.
0: And I mean, I'll call it what it is. I mean, it was a show, right? Yeah. I mean, it was.
2: Congress knows about it. We know about it, and we're going to keep reporting on it.
0: Welcome back to Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. Now, before we get into today's podcast, I just want to remind you that you can find this episode and dozens more by downloading the Radio.com app. Type in Vet Story, and there you'll find tons of episodes about everything from a veteran military militia who's storming Capitol Hill for cannabis rights to the stories of combat and the power of human connection, as told by former Marine Scott Husing in the best-selling book, Echo, in Ramadi. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Stitcher, do us a favor, subscribe and rate and review. You know, give us a couple stars if you could. All right, now back to the podcast. As a Navy veteran and a reporter for ConnectingVets.com, every week I get to go behind the scenes and see the news that's affecting military vets. And this week, I thought we could talk with a few of my colleagues about some of the most important stories they're working on. We'll hear from our national affairs reporter, Matt Saintsing. He's been covering the problems with the GI Bill and how the VA has seriously failed to help thousands of vets currently attending college. And by fail, I mean like they failed to give them the money they promised them to go to college with. Their excuse? Well, you won't believe it. And it's something you and I would never get away with. But first, we'll talk with reporter Kayla Jackson, who recently covered a story about active duty service members, most likely the young enlisted types getting robbed. But if you're a veteran, how does it affect you? Well, if you're looking for love on the internet, and you know who you are, she'll explain exactly what went down so you won't be next.
1: Are you that one? Say hi. Hello. My name is Kayla Jackson. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, this will work. Okay.
0: All right, Kayla. Good to have you in the studio. How are you? I'm doing well, Phil. Thank you for asking. Well, here we are talking about the news of the week. And, you know, I'm giving people kind of a look behind the curtain this week at our fine little website, ConnectingVets.com. And I wanted to talk to each reporter about some of the things that we've worked on. Because it's been a pretty newsy week, and as every week, you guys bring the goods. You guys always cover really important and meaningful stories. What was, what do you think I'm going to ask you about? What do you think the most important story is you wrote this week?
1: Definitely the whole uh, notification system fiasco, active shooter report that turned out to be false at Walter Reed was definitely the the height <laughs> of my focus earlier this week. Definitely a busy day in the newsroom for sure.
0: Right. And I mean, I'll call it what it is. I mean, it was a show, right? Yeah, I mean, it agreed. was, it was agreed. just like a, an active shooter false alarm. Uh, you were definitely covering that, but I'm going to say that that's hardly the most interesting story, in my humble opinion. <laughs> I want to ask you about this. Sextortion? Yeah. What is it? How does the military have anything to do with sextortion? And please unpack this story for me. Yeah. So um, if you're not following the NCIS
1: Twitter account, which I was not until I found this out, you definitely should. Um, I definitely gave them my Twitter follow and I will be reading their tweets intently. Um, But basically, uh, about over 400 service members were uh, swindled out of almost half a million dollars uh, because of a quote-unquote, sextortion ring. Um, we've got some prisoners out in the South Carolina area who posed as women online um, on some online dating sites. I'm not really sure which ones, but some online dating sites, fake profiles um, to kind of reach out to the service members, you know, engage in some romantic relationships. Right. Some. Just, you know, your typical run-of-the-mill online dating issues, um, as you know. Uh, but yeah, so they pose as women online, exchanged photos, and then turned around and acted as either a parent or like an authority figure, like a police officer, and basically said, hey, the photo uh, that you're looking at is of a woman, and if you don't want me to press child pornography charges, uh, you better give up the goods. And so they are asking these service members to exchange funds right. um, in order to uh, keep this under the rug. So so you've got service members who are panicking now, um, and now over, well, I think the actual number is 442 service members um, lost more than $560,000 uh, because they thought they were going to be uh, caught.
0: Yeah, yeah, what, crazy. Let me back up real quick. You said South Carolina prisoners. So we're talking people In legitimate jails, in prisons. Yeah,
1: this is definitely, uh, one, they shouldn't be having cell phones, so this is definitely contraband. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, one of the quotes uh, from Daniel Andrews, the director of the Computer Crime Investigative Unit, uh, nothing more than a smartphone and a few keystrokes, South Carolina inmates along with outside accomplices victimize hundreds of people. So... (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, it's the internet, anybody can give it, even if you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. even if you're behind bars and, um, you know, a lot of these people are smart and, uh, figured out a way to, to get their, uh, word out. And what they really wanted, I guess
0: was money on their books or let's face it, never underestimate the power of a criminal. I mean, oh. they are criminals for a reason. They are good at robbing, stealing and lying. Right. Um, okay. Well, we got that figured out that they're actually in prison and they're still doing this, uh, I don't even venture to guess how they got the phone into prison, but we won't go there. Right. Um, <laughs> when they were engaging with the military people, were they just on run-of-the-mill dating sites like everyone might use, like your coms, your whatever, eHarmony's? Like, were they on regular mainstream dating sites, or did they have some sort of email list where they targeted these guys?
1: Um, so I don't have any details on an email list, but the report, the NCIS report, did say both Um, online dating profiles and social media. Um, And so you can like
0: Facebook. Yeah.
1: So you can, you can guess, I mean, tons of service members, you know, it's, it's 2018 going into 2019. So who doesn't have, um, you know, a social media account. And of course, uh, a lot of things coming out this year, there's a lot of talk about, Hey, um, do I show a picture of myself on uniform? What about OPSEC on the internet? So these are some things that are going to be talked about. I'm sure later um, to a lot of these service members, as well as just command uh, across the board um, about, how not to identify and make yourself a target. But definitely, um, definitely interested by how many were, I, I I venture to use the word victim carefully in this situation, but, <laughs> yeah, but fell victim to this uh, unfortunate situation.
0: No, right, because your dumbass got yourself into this in the first place by replying to the, you know, sexy young thing that's trying to hit you up with nice sweet messages and yeah. come look at me. And then the way the crooks kind of closed the loop on this crime was then they would just pose as like that person's father right. or some kind of law enforcement thing in like an email message or something. And so they were able to even like fake email yeah. addresses. Right.
1: So now you're not only you're faking one individual, you're faking two or three and you're coming at this from a variety of different avenues. So I think, <laughs> you know, the the simple thing is just, you know, be safe on the Internet, ladies and gentlemen, you know, ask the right questions um you know be suspicious right. um, not everybody is who they seem which i you you would think by now people would understand but um obviously not so um it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds definitely though there are going to be some people who are investigated uh currently uh, at least 250 are being investigated and definitely face future uh, potential prosecution um so the people who are already Behind bars have uh, a little bit longer, (laughs) definitely, to go because of this.
0: You know what's crazy, though, and what kind of sucks is, is like, you're not really going to get them off the street. They're already already off the street. They're in (laughs) friggin' prison. Right, right. I mean, and (laughs) that's that's terrible. I guess the other moral of the story is know your lane, right? I mean, if there's some really beautiful person, like, reaching out to you that just looks, like, way out of your league, generally – what really beautiful people don't reach out to I me? Mean, I on, I wouldn't
1: say that. I would say, like, and this is coming from a person. Well, I'll you know, as a journalist and just a curious person, yeah. I, I do my due diligence. You know, right. research, Google the name. My my um advice to everyone: if you're into the online dating sphere, you're using the apps, whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not judging you, but use LinkedIn, search the name, search their Twitter, Facebook. I mean, my God, someone, you know, do a little bit of background right. work. Ask them information about themselves before you get yourself into a situation uh, like uh, like uh, these uh, these individuals were and now are definitely out of pocket thousands of dollars.
0: And you practice what you preach, right? I mean, because I mean, in your personal life, you're single, you're out there, you do things. Do you do you find yourself if like somebody says, "Hey, you should talk to my friend," or "I I want to introduce you to somebody"? Are Are you just straight? Oh, I'm Googling I'm on I'm like, on
1: Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, like LexisNexis immediately. So when <laughs> I
0: already like I
1: know you, but I know a little bit about you because, and of course, uh, you know you want to see pictures and what they talk about in their free time on their social media, but yeah, yeah, I also want to know that you know for the most part they seem like a good natured person. Um, so like I said, do do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. It's the internet. Anybody can really get in contact with you, but you can also find loads of information yourself. So use it to your advantage.
0: (laughs) Kayla Jackson, she's a reporter for ConnectingVets.com, and in her spare time, she's a private investigator. (laughs) Be careful if you step to Kayla, and uh, be careful if you're on any dating site, because I want to say on the average, if it's a little over half a million dollars, and there's 400 service members involved, does that mean like everybody's straight lost? Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'm doing the math, and all. I mean, more importantly, some people got swindled for more than 10 G's. Right. Who
1: are you by sending th- sending money to strangers? Let's just stop. Like, let's just not do that. <laughs> let's just not do that. Okay. <laughs> keep your money. Keep your money in your own pockets until after the first or second date.
0: <laughs> in <laughs> until person. After the first or second date. <laughs> Words to live by, Kayla Jackson. Always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you much, Bill. I appreciate it. All right, next up in the guest chair is our national affairs reporter, Mr. Matt St. Singh. How do you do,
2: sir? I'm not too bad. How about yourself?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. And I'm glad to have you in the hot seat here so we can talk about something serious. Because the previous topic was a little bit less than serious. I mean, it was serious if you were being swindled by what you thought was a hot chick on the internet that wanted to go out with you and turned out to be a clever criminal behind bars in a South Carolina prison. But this is losing money in a different way, and it's a situation best described as what's the word I'm looking for? Cluster comes to mind for me, (laughs) specifically. Let me talk real quick and read us into the lead here. Please do. With chaos and confusion surrounding the delays of GI Bill payments to student veterans, the Department of Veterans Affairs announced Wednesday that the problem is going to be fixed. Yay! But it won't be fixed until December of next year! Now, the fiasco we're talking about is how the IT systems or the payment systems or the automation systems, some way, somehow at the VA, have led to a situation where veterans enrolled in college have not been receiving payments for things like tuition, their lodging. Unpack this with me, and then now tell me what the latest
2: update is. So let me start from the very beginning here. Yeah, so please. In 2017, something called the Forever GI Bill. Was passed into law, right? Now signed by the president last year, and now this was the biggest expansion of GI Bill benefits in a generation. It, it got rid of some arbitrary caps on when you can use it, right? Um, as well as expanded it to some other groups of veterans, like Purple Heart veterans, so they wouldn't have to lose their, they wouldn't have to meet the time and service requirements. They, should, mm. if you shed blood for this country, you get full GI Bill benefits. Yeah, yeah I shot I just, on
0: the job first week didn't matter. Boom, you still qualify for the GI Bill.
2: No brainer stuff. But buried within this massive upgrade of educational benefits are two provisions uh, that dictate how the Department of Veterans Affairs calculates monthly housing stipends for people using the GI Bill. So the full forever GI Bill was supposed to be implemented August 1st of this year, right? right? That didn't quite happen because of this technological snafu that you've read about and and, and that we reported on. Basically, from everything I hear, I talk to people on the Hill, I talk to people in the VA, I talk to student veterans who are kind of getting the stick now. Everything that I hear about this is that the antiquated... Well, they say legacy. The VA says they have a legacy IT system. That's a fancy way of saying old. my friend. That's old, right? man. That's just old <laughs> IT system. Half a century old, as a matter of fact, right? Um, it's like it,
0: programmed on DOS or yeah, something. It's, yeah. uh, sorry, the Pascal programmer uh, <laughs> died last year because he was 94. Crazy
2: stuff, right? Just right. like my grandpa trying to run a website, right? <laughs> trying to imagine that.
0: So the system is antiquated and based on yesterday's technology, but it was tasked with giving student veterans, you'd mentioned housing stipends, and the colleges themselves, the tuition payments, right? Um, Did the money go directly to the veteran, and then he was supposed to pay... His bills with it.
2: So if you get a monthly housing statement, stipend, the money goes directly into the veteran's account, and oh. it, they get paid. They get paid that the first of the month, and th- that is that is what they used to live on. I know this because when I used the Post Nine Eleven GI Bill to go to college, I lived on it. I lived in Tampa, Florida. Uh, where I was paid, you know, a little, little more than $1,500 a month to go to school. And guess what? That, that That's what I used to pay my rent. Right. Uh, gas money, beer money, you know, some other, other life's guilty pleasures, you know. No, sure. But I mean, yeah. it was
0: cash yes. in your bank account. In my bank account. And it, when it got backlogged then, that student veterans were what just paying for this out of their pocket Some student or did veterans they order. get a deal with their landlord and say yo you know i'm a veteran i'm on the gi bill i'm sorry i don't have rent this month but the va told me they're going to pay it i mean yeah. did it literally it literally put veterans in that position
2: it put some veterans in that position and uh, i think you'll be hard-pressed to find the landlord out there that will be willing to bend even when you're talking about a student veteran uh, uh, when it comes to getting paid oh yeah, a- yeah. every month understandably so right no, you rents know? do so, i'm right. renting you yeah, an apartment yeah. or
0: you are at an apartment complex i mean yeah. I don't care about your VA.
2: Yeah. Rent's due first of the month. So where it is right now, they've delayed the full implementation until December 1st, 2019. That's more than a year away from today, my friend. So whoa, what they're going to do. In- and they've been missing payments since what? This last summer. It, so I don't want you to think that people, some people haven't been paid full. Some people haven't been paid at all, but it it's really not a every veteran is out there on the streets type of thing or everyone's getting screwed. It really is a case by case basis based on what type of benefits they're using, what school they're using and whatnot. But I can say this, anyone currently receiving housing payments through their educational benefits of the VA this semester is being paid according to the 2017 rules. Now mm. we're getting off into the weeds here, but like, the 2017 instructions of how the VA calculates monthly housing statements—they're based on the physical location of the school's main campuses. Hmm. This differs from how the Forever GI Bill says you, the, the VA needs to calculate it, which are supposed to be calculated based on where they are physically taking classes. Really, hmm. it comes down to it's a zip code thing. Um, but there's been hmm. a, there's been this IT. F up um, where the VA is kind of saying, look, we, we are no longer able to meet our meet our commitments for the forever GI Bill today. They were supposed to meet in August. Right. It's now no- the end of November. And we're having this conversation. Right. So yeah. the, the VA has really dropped the ball on this. Um, and what, what they told Congress today is like, look, we're, we're paying people on last year's stipend. And if there's a discrepancy, if they're being underpaid, the VA says they can expect a check in January. Right. Right, if that makes sense. No, no, it's I a mean, lot of nuance, it and it's kind of crazy. I right? mean,
0: basically, no matter your zip code, your stuff's going to be right yep. by the end of 2019, and in the interim, they're going to do and take steps to make everybody right. If you were underpaid, you'll get a little extra. If You were overpaid, you're going to be cool. But either way, they're going to make steps so that everybody's getting the proper payment and the timely payment, roughly a year from now. That's correct. So when you were up on the Hill, when yeah. you've covered this at various places, the House Veterans Affairs Committee has met on this. Uh, uh, you've talked to people at the VA. What the hell are they doing? Why is it going to take a year? Like, If good Google question. wanted to change how they bill me, And all Google customers, it would take them,
2: I don't know. A second, a nanosecond. Yeah, like
0: literally, they would order 7,000 pizzas and (laughs) within 48 hours, um, you know, 2,200 programmers in Silicon Valley would have a solution built, mainframed, upgraded, uploaded, and ready to be launched. And I would probably never even notice the difference when I used the interface because it would just freaking work what are they saying to you what was the change they need to make
2: it really has to do with Upgrading IT systems that are, some cases, are half a century old that are not talking to each other. So when individual schools certify a student veteran, they're using jable benefits. Okay, we open the pipeline of housing and paying tuition. These systems physically were not talking to one another in cyberspace, and uh, hmm. veterans were falling off and almost into a into a no man's land. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's how people kind of fell through the cracks. Um, it's an issue. So the VA they announced yesterday this new rollout where they're going to be delaying implementation of the forever J bill until December 1st, 2019. Uh, but they did say they were going to be on the hunt for a new contractor and Booz Allen Hamilton has been the firm uh, use that the VA uses for software development and it support. Uh, and I think the fact that VA says, look, we're kind of, they're not saying they're firing Booz Allen Hamilton just yet. They said right. they're going to open up the re, the bidding process again and see what happens. And I think that is kind of sending a, a shot across the bow, to use a Navy term, to, yeah. to the Booz Allen Hamilton folks.
0: It's a huge, contract. large corporation. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that they don't have modern technology. It's but, not like they're all walking around with like floppy
2: disks and and. Uh, I mean, I hope you that's know, not the flip case. Flip phones. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: a modern corporation. What,
2: the Booz Allen and they're contracted not to build the va system but to maintain the va system if the va system ah. if the va system has a half a century old it infrastructure you're going to have problems no matter we get problems with any machine that's over yeah. half a century old right um so this isn't
0: as much about the contractor
2: as is about the federal government or about the department of veterans affairs not being on the ball and having antiquated technology that is really costing some veterans a whole lot of pain
0: holy cow wow yeah, tell them to put it in the cloud and somebody at the VA runs your manila folder up to the roof. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, and this is, we're seeing this in other parts of the VA as well, not just with VA benefits. We're talking about the electronic health record, you know? Yeah. We're living, we put a man on the moon like 60 years ago, right? Why can't we make sure that all my health records are in a place on the cloud or on the internet? I have to physically walk in with my... Medical records. Right, right. Like, like my grandfather did when he was serving in Korea, you know, right. and during the war is what I mean. I've got you know? bunions. Look, yeah. here's the x ray. Yeah. So it is, it's a nut roll. Congress knows about it. We know about it. And we're going to keep reporting on it uh, until they fix it. And we'll be with you guys every step of the way.
0: Do you foresee these payments being adjusted soon, though? I mean, do you foresee if yeah. anyone's listening to this podcast and they're going, man, I'm two, three, four months
2: back. If anyone is shortchanged, what the VA said today on the record in a public forum was that if you've been paid a less amount that you're expecting, you should expect a check in January.
0: Yeah. Right on. Well, roll up your sleeves, Matt. I know you're going to stay on this, and uh, you're going to hold their feet to the fire. Matt St. Singh, National Affairs Reporter for ConnectingVets.com. Good
2: work, bud. Thanks, man.
0: As they say in school, class dismissed. Now, if you have a story you want to share, you can email me anytime, phil at connectingvets.com. And if you want to hear more stories custom-made for veterans, find this podcast in the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, you know, basically everywhere you get podcasts. Special thanks to my military veteran colleagues for their great reporting on all the stuff that vets care about. And thanks to you for hanging out. I'm Phil Briggs, and I'll talk to you again on the next episode of Vet Story.